0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Drummer Daily, the only daily podcast dedicated just to drummers. For a free video series explaining how you can become rock solid at playing drums with a click track in just two weeks, in as little as 20 minutes per day, visit boomclick.net. Hey, welcome back to more Drummer Daily. I am so happy you're here. I am trying something new today. On the podcast, kind of. What I'm doing is I am actually I'm kind of walking. I'm still in my third floor studio, which, as you know, is my favorite place to record this podcast. But what I am doing today is I am actually um, I'm actually kind of moving around while I am doing this, and I'm also putting my phone in airplane mode. So because I've had I've had I've had podcasts interrupted before by, uh, phone calls, and I don't want that to happen this time. Like I was saying, though, um, I am moving around in my studio. I'm actually, um, I'm setting up my cymbals. I'm about to practice, um, again, on the drums, which, you know, is one of my favorite things to do, um, it is actually my favorite thing to do, um, but I am, uh, what I did was I actually let a friend borrow, uh, borrow my, a lot of my cymbals, uh, for a session that he has, Um, And so I am using... I'm not calling it the B team because there's some good symbols here. Um, But I am using some symbols that I don't normally use. Um, At least I'm using them in different ways than I normally use them. So um, I've got a a Zildjian, a... um, What is this? This is a medium and A medium crash. So a pretty heavy, big crash. Um, It's an 18-inch symbol. Normally I use that... um, When I play with 18-inch hi-hats, I play with this as the bottom hi-hat symbol, actually. Um, But I'm using this as a crash symbol. So I've got that, and then let's see what else I've got here. I'm putting this medium crash on now. I am using, uh, I'm actually going to set up a second crash, and it's going to be this Zildjian K-Custom Fast Crash, a 16-inch, which is definitely smaller than what I normally use a lot. Um, But this is one of the ones that came in that worship pack, Um, from Zildjian. So I'm going to set that one up. And then I am going to use for um, my other ride symbol, for my other ride symbol, Um, the ride symbol that I'm using is going to be my other ride symbol. So I have a couple of ride symbols. I actually have three ride symbols. I just realized that. Um, But I let my friend borrow a couple of them. And so what I'm using today for my ride symbol is, um, it is a 20 inch, uh, Zildjian K Constantinople 20 inch, like I said, medium, thin, high ride. Um, now, I normally use this symbol when I'm doing uh, kind of more rootsy, organic stuff. Um, I use this 20 inch ride symbol actually as a crash symbol. Um, uh, it's kind of a crash ride, really. I, I put it in the spot right in front of me over my rack tom, um, and I kind of set it low and angled so I can use it as another ride as well. Um, but it washes out really nice and sounds really good. And then, as my hi hats, I'm actually coming over here to my other kit, my Tama kit. I'm taking the hi hats off of here, and this I'm using, um, I'm letting my friend borrow my K Custom Dark hi hats, and so I'm using an old set. Of Sabian aAx stage hats, now these are loud, bright symbols, so um, you definitely wouldn 't want to use these most of the time recording um, <laughs> but it's what i 've got so anyway i 'm kind of moving around while i 'm talking, uh, but um doing all this setup actually got me thinking about um, uh, a couple of a couple of episodes ago, I asked for uh, your suggestions or your ideas for podcast episodes just because I wanted to hear from you and um, you let me know some ideas about things you'd like to hear about or to have me talk about and uh, actually um, uh, if you if you if you haven't and you want to hear me talk about something please go ahead and send me an email uh, Daniel at Danielhadaway.com and uh, let me know what you want to hear Uh, and I'd love to talk about it. Um, But uh, I got an email uh, and uh, was asked about just kind of how I approach my setup, like using uh, a bunch of pieces, a complex setup versus a simple setup, maybe why I've chosen to go the simple route most of the time, uh, things like that. Uh, And so I'd love to talk a little bit about that today. Um, Also... (laughs) I am super groggy today because uh, I'm recording this on the Monday after Daylight Saving Time, which I don't know, if you're listening to this and you're in another country, uh, Daylight Saving Time, we adjust our clocks forward. So um, what what that means is, you know, we lose an hour of sleep the night that we do it. But then, so like right now, to me, my body thinks it's like, you know, six o'clock or five o'clock, but actually the clock tells me it's later. So I actually heard a stat about there being like, something like 25% more heart attacks on this day, this Monday after the day after daylight savings time than uh, daylight saving time than uh, other normal days. So anyway, it's a bad day. I feel so groggy and slow. I've actually had two cups of coffee today, which uh, is a lot for me these days. Anyway, all that to say, um, I'm going to try to stick, get my mind back together here and talk about what I'm here to talk about. Um, you might hear me turn my, my computer on here in a second. Um, Anyway, um, so uh, my setup, I'd love to talk about that. So um, the reason why I play with a very simple setup now, um, it's funny because now I'm back to playing a four-piece kit with a couple of crash cymbals, which is kind of like, I feel like to me, I feel like Neil Peart over here, like I feel like I'm playing with a massive drum kit, which you know to most people, this isn't very much. But to me, it is. And uh, the reason why... I started years ago playing a very simple setup, and to tell you what simple to me was, was I would play with a kick, a snare, a floor tom, and uh, a ride cymbal and a hi-hat, I think. Maybe I'd have a crash sometimes, but just one tom, you know, kick and snare is really the thing. And um, the reason I did that was out of necessity first. It was um, uh, when I I was playing at church, if I wanted to bring my own gear... um, I had, Well, if I, if I didn't want to bring my own gear, the drum set wasn't that great. Um, but I found that you can get away with a pretty terrible sounding drum kit uh, if you can <laughs> muffle the kick drum a lot. If it sounds terrible, you can just make it not sound like anything at all and trust the mics to give you a bunch of low end. And then the floor tom, the same thing. You can really, if you want to, muffle it a lot and it won't sound great, but it's not going to sound terrible. And then I'd always bring my own snare, so that wasn't a problem. Um, but if the drum kit wasn't that great, I could get away with just a kick uh, and a floor Tom and, and the, the sound wouldn't be distractingly bad. Um, or if I decided to bring my own kit, um, and have to load it in at churches on Sunday, church on Sunday, or even when I was starting out, like when I started touring with all sons and daughters years and years ago, um, we, you know, would just drive in a van or whatever we had or maybe a, somebody's car. And so if I wanted to bring some drums, it had to not be very big. Couldn't take a lot of space, take up a lot of space because we didn't have room for it. So um, it kind of started out of necessity. But what I learned was that I actually um, really enjoyed adapting my playing to fewer pieces. Um, and I realized that a lot of times I would, I would just play like, um, I'd play certain drum fills all the time because, I have, because of the equipment sitting in front of me. And so I wasn't disciplined enough at first to avoid, you know, playing certain drum fills all the time. Um, if I had the pieces there, I'd have to hit them, basically, is what I'm saying. So um, what, I, what I discovered was that by taking things away, I actually forced me to think about what I was doing um, and think about how things sounded and not just how they felt. Um, because, you know, doing a drum fill that normally uses two or three toms, Doing that same drum fill where all the tom hits are on one tom, uh, it might feel the same if you can adapt the way you angle your body or the way you move, but it's going to sound way different. And so, it it made by going to a simpler kit, it actually allowed me to um change my mindset about how I played to where I focused more on what the drums, what, what I what was the sound that I was putting out, not what was the feeling of what I was doing. Um, and so that was kind of the approach in the, in the real, like, um, the necessity of course of the whole situation is what made me start doing that. But then once I started doing it, I realized there was a lot of enjoyment I got out of, um, adapting my playing based on my own limitations, uh, of what I had to play. And then, so over time, um, I have, uh, but then I realized too, that I actually like, like there was so much to master in just a couple of drums. There's so much there you can still, like, need to get into and, like, work on. And so people people started asking me, hey, man, why do you have... Or they'd say, I love your simple setup. Or they'd say, why do you have such a simple, like, you know, nothing on your setup? And I would always kind of joke, half joke, half be serious. But I'd say, well, I haven't figured out how to play these drums yet. I'll add more when I figure out how to, how to play these. Um, and that's kind of the approach that I have is that... Um, I've got plenty to worry about with just a couple of drums, um, and I still don't believe that my, I have enough maturity as a player to play with a bigger kit, so I, I artificially limit myself, um, and, uh, I'm not just being, like, overly, like, like, fake humble or whatever, I really, like, don't think that I have the maturity as a player, like, if you put a giant drum kit in front of me, you better believe I'm hitting all those toms, um, can't help it, so I just have to make myself be limited, but, slowly over time, I've discovered that if I add, I've added one or two pieces here or there over time, I do have the discipline now to play those things, but only because I've spent years playing such a simple kit where I completely now think about, um, like I said before, I completely now approach drum fills and drum patterns out of the, out of the, the thought process of what is this going to sound like to, to the listener, um, or what does this sound like in general, not uh, how does this feel to me? Does this feel familiar or easy or not? Um, I go for the sound, not for the feel. Uh, and I mean physical feel. Obviously playing with feel is something you want to do, but you know what I mean, uh, How it feels to my body. So I would encourage you um, if you've never done it, uh, take some things away from your drum kit. I know a lot of people add things to their drum kit to inspire them. Uh, and that can be cool, like you add you know, a cowbell or a tambourine. Um, maybe not a cowbell, I don't know. I've actually been thinking a lot recently about adding a cowbell to my drum kit. Don't ask me why. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people add things to the drum kit for inspiration, but I would encourage you to try it the opposite. Try to take things away and see what inspiration you find. It might be weird or awkward at first, um, but I think that over time, um, you can really find some joy and inspiration in it. And then if you really discipline yourself in how you approach playing with those few pieces, um, you might discover that once you add those other things back that you don't use them as much. But when you do, it's so intentional and it feels great and it sounds better because you're doing the same thing that I've kind of learned how to do uh, through trial and error, which is play um, play for how it sounds, not for how it feels. Um, so that's what I've got for you today. Uh, I'm going to try to wake myself up, take another big swig of coffee, and I'll talk to you again very soon, hopefully tomorrow. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Og overfor mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi er skidetræt af alle de der podcast, og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedemål.